go ahead and jump into it. Uh, let me start by welcoming everybody to the Enemy Slime Podcast. This is episode number 128. I am your usual host, Jared, and I am joined today by Mr. Michael Mahoney. Hey, everybody out there. How are you doing? And Mr. Lucio Lorenzino. I just want to know how we are expected to do a podcast when we've lost an angel today. <laughs> Which, Kimbo? <laughs> yeah. Kimbo Slice? Yes. I think, uh, was it Michael who made the offhand comment that like people were more sad about Kimbo Slice than they were about uh, Muhammad that was, Ali? Oh, that, that was, was Lucio. You. Okay, I couldn't remember who said it, but I was like, oh man, how true. How true, how true. Um, I'm the one who pointed out that we only like black people when they're funny novelties. I hope he is up there in heaven just banging the shit <laughs> out of China. Just it's just <laughs> weird because I live very close to where he's from. Oh, right. yeah, yeah. Like, I mean, the supermarket really, really parking close. lot? No, Cape Canaveral. <laughs> um, I mean, like, I'm basically, like, across the street and, like, maybe, like, a neighborhood away from mm-hmm. where he's from. So I, know, so, I know people that know him personally. Yeah, and you, like, know about, like... like but always, like, you know, like, usually how these things go, the people who know him personally haven't said shit, and it's all, like, the random, like... Rich kids who want to pretend, you know, they're tough because they're from Miami. Uh-huh. Like, oh, Kimbo, you knew how we do. I'm like, you fucking live in Miami Beach. It's <laughs> oh, Kimbo. I That's had... just how the internet is now. Anytime a famous person dies, he was your best friend. I didn't look into it too much. I'm assuming it was some kind of drug use or steroids that killed him. Am I correct in that? Jared. Hey, I'm just he saying. He was praying at church. Or maybe they shot him, or maybe they stabbed <laughs> him, or... Yeah, or that. You, uh, so what you're saying is drug use or steroids. I mean, that's it's just... funny. It's funny because a few years ago they shot um, a documentary in the same neighborhood because there used to be a huge underground ring before the cops started cracking down on it, and a few MMA stars came from that neighborhood. So it's you know it was kind of like a factory of like <laughs> fighters, and I was watching the documentary and it's like three fourths of the people that are watching this documentary are dead now. <laughs> it's kind of like you know and they were all like for like just random shit it's like oh this guy got in a car accident and this guy you know was beating up his you know I guess guy that his girlfriend was chilling with and he shot him and stuff like that like just it's heavy stuff man got hit by an airplane you know the ghetto is short life expectancy there's a uh my favorite Mega 64 video, maybe not my favorite, but one of, like, from really, really, really old Mega 64 uh, is called Timbo. And they literally just took a Kimbo Slice video and refilmed it, like, word for word. Um, <laughs> they hardly need, they they changed the ending, but most of the beginning of it is just identical. And uh, it's it's a masterpiece. So go check that out sometime. And, uh, and you have a lot of those that are kind of random, but really good. Yeah, well, you know, I like I like weird shit on the internet. Some of my fa- what are you eating? Who's eating? Is Jay here? By the by the way, I listened to last week's podcast, and uh, I don't know if either of you guys listened to it. Um, All the time. But Lucio's child is hanging out in the background <laughs> for like a weird amount of time while we're talking about Yowie. <laughs> yeah, that's why it was quiet. It wasn't like I don't. Yeah, you. I, I was gonna say you didn't really say anything. It was mostly just us. But I was like, God, I hope. I, I was kind of like hoping she would wander away, but she was just getting. <laughs> there. She's so just getting closer and closer. She's like, right. "What is this yaoi? 
Father. <laughs> Teach me. What Father, are those boys me. doing to each other? <laughs> it's so I, magical. I am a I am a girl on the internet. I'm a strange attacked to this. Hey, you know, um, you know what's interesting? Here's kind of a fun fact. Uh, right now, as of this exact moment, our podcast today has almost the same percentage of video game related material as the Salt Lake Gaming Con. I think we're doing better than that. <laughs> that Come on. Is uh, anything more video game focused? I don't get this joke. Uh, the joke is that there's not a lot, a whole lot of gaming to be done. I guess they had tournaments and stuff, but for the most part, exhibitors at the Gaming Con this year um, were pretty much just like... What was the weirdest one you saw, Michael? What was the one that you saw that like seemed to have no business being there? All the owl statues were pretty weird. Yeah, okay. That's pretty good. Um Owl statues. Yeah. There Wait, was... is that like a thing I don't know about in games? Like uh, all the Unreal players like really love owls. Nah, it's because you never finished Metal Gear Solid Five. It's got a lot of owl stuff towards the end. Uh, okay. Big time owl stuff. That's so much owl stuff. So much owl stuff. Um, I think uh, the one that the one that I think was kind of the the I don't know. That there's very many shows it does belong at is the Funeral for Veterans. Ah uh, yes. Uh, booth, which. Oh. Okay. A little bit of a downer on your happy day. And it's interesting to see like a what woman. What is that game about? It's not a game. No, this, isn't, this is just a. That was a joke. This is, this is a booth. You got. So I watched a woman dressed as Laura Croft, like talking to them about funerals for vets. And I'm not, I'm not against that or anything. I just, I, it just feels odd. It feels odd to, to be like within eye distance of the LARPing section of the convention. Not even LARPing, just like full-on like foam battle sword fights. Yeah, yeah. I was impressed that made it back. Um, <laughs> they were really going at it, hitting each other with those swords. That's tight. That's that's super tight. And don't get us wrong, we're in full favor of burying our veterans. But I'm, only after they've passed away. Yeah, sure. Yeah, no. All, <laughs> all the more reason. You, you, sir, are a regular candy. I would let them into like a bunker, some kind of some kind of bomb bunker that we've set up. That would be fine. Shouldn't bury the living. Yeah, shouldn't bury the living. Michael Michael so takes you, he you takes hard stances. Enemy's live stuff of approval on that. That was a real DMX move, Michael, to take yeah. like something no one had a hard opinion on, and uh, and then fall onto the right side of it. Um, Thank you. That was perfect. It was absolutely perfect. Um, we did have some highlights at the Gaming Con, most of which came from the presence of the Indie Game Guild. Uh, there was at least one other pre-release game, uh, or I should say that this one was in early access, but there was one other game. I forget the name of it now. It's uh, Memory of Elderim? Elderim or something like that. I think it's it's just it's just Elderim, I believe. Um, but uh, that one was pretty far along. Like they they did it in CryEngine. It's just like three guys, and I mean for that, like it looks the one that's like pretty good. Skyrim Dark Souls. Yeah, that's what they're yeah. aiming for. Um, it's been that, in- that, that that's a very ambitious. It is. It is. There's two games like that. Uh, there's there's that one, and then there's one called Ethos. And both of these teams have like big goals. <laughs> Like that's a lot to, because I mean, if it was if it was easy to make Skyrim meets Dark Souls, I mean, someone would have done it. Um, I'm not sure it's, yeah, lossable. I I think that too. I and uh, I I hope that they pull it off totally. And, and like I said, Memory uh, looks like it's pretty far along. It's in early access. People are playing it right now. It's got pretty good reviews on Steam. People seem to like it. Um, 
So it I mean, looks nice. Um, the only thing I would say is that I'm always a little leery when you introduce this game I've never seen by we want to be this. No, I see. I'm kind of the opposite because I love like making comparisons. And I, we've talked about this before, how I feel like sometimes I've offended people by doing that, <laughs> like going in and being like, your game looks like this. And they're like, oh, <laughs> so so when someone does something like that to me, I like it because it, it breaks it down really easily for me. Like when I sit down and they're like, it's going to be Dark Souls meets Skyrim. I'm like, oh, I understand what that what that is. Like, I see now exactly what you're aiming for, and you've saved me the trouble of calling it out. And see, uh, I'm looking at videos, and here's the problem with this thing. I can tell you right now, at least with the combat system, the animations are very sloppy. Mm-hmm. And Dark Souls is a game where like animations, it's it's basically a fighting game in that sense, right? Right. Uh, where you have to count frames and make sure your animations wind up correctly. And this just this just has like you know big bosses. That's like. I mean, keep in mind they're they're early on, so they're early I'm on. But I seem to be focused on. But I I do know exactly what you mean. It just doesn't. I think Lucio. I, I think what what I would say and what I think Lucio is kind of getting at is that I don't know if you can make a, a home run hit game that meets all those requirements with three people. Like I, I even mm. with even with an infinite amount of time, I just don't know if you can if you can do it. Um, and I think that this game will probably be in development for a while. I, I think that they've done a pretty remarkable job so far. Um, but I don't know. I, I don't know that it's ever gonna you know hit Dark Souls levels, of course. But that's that's neither here nor there. Keep but in yeah, mind that From was making that game for like two console generations before right. they finally. Came out with Dark Souls, and they right. had five people. Yeah, I mean, the, you know, this shit takes time, and this <laughs> it takes a lot of people. And anytime, I mean, anytime I hear just about yeah. anybody say that like their primary inspiration for their game is is Dark Souls, that's always kind of like a red flag for me because I think it's just something that there's a lot that goes into that, and um, there's so much about like everybody, I guess, has maybe a different component of Dark Souls that reaches out to them. But we've talked about it before. Like the things that I think of are the really clever level design and kind of the way that it's a little trollish sometimes and how it plays out and like a, kind of a prankster, if you will, a skeleton kicking you off a cliff, you know, just stuff like that. And um, I, you certainly don't see that in any of these demos. Uh, the other guys, Ethos, they just have three bosses. They don't. They don't even have a uh, uh, the world like ready to go, or, or at least not in a playable demo fashion. Um, but I'm interested to see where they both go. It'll be fun to see who, by the time they like stamp it and say, okay, we're done, this is the product, it'll be interesting to see who hits closer to the mark. Because um, right now, it's, it would be hard to say. They're both too early, I think. So. Yeah. Um, there were a lot of other games at the show. Uh, we have done individual write-ups on, I think, everything. I, if it was a video game and it was at the con and it was pre-release, uh, we did a write-up on it. So you can go check out the site and read our coverage for that. Uh, it's pretty all-inclusive, I think. Uh, there was, of course, Legacy of the Elder Star, which came out today. And I think we'll circle back and talk about that a little bit more. Um, but we may as well kind of just get the rest of the news out of the way. I don't know. Do you have any other thoughts about the convention, Michael? What are your... <sighs> It's like they didn't learn anything. Yeah. In fact, maybe have forgotten some things. Yeah, that, that's actually that's that's my assessment as well. Is that 
Um, I think that it was probably run just as badly. Um, we were we were on the press list this time, which was pretty good. That's true. Uh, so in that regard, I think they went well. Like the registration <laughs> was a little bit more clear, sort of. I it, it, it's remarkable to me how easy it would have been to sneak into that convention. Um, mostly well, because they've rented out an area that's way too large again somehow. Well, I showed up at like the uh, the line to get in and said like, "Hey, where can I pick up my press passes?" And they said like, "Oh, go into the convention hall and go talk to the information booth." So they just let me into the the con to yeah. find my press pass. <laughs> yeah, uh, you probably it's clever. Yeah, and, and, and that's <laughs> the other. You must be really honest. That's the other curious thing is like all of registration was uh, pretty much just like touching the convention floor. There's like this huge dividing wall that that's stopping you from going in there but i mean the gaps are enormous you could just walk right in no problem i think um so i i, I don't know like <laughs> there's a little bit of work to do and i feel like if somebody did catch you not paying admission i feel like uh it, it, it like packs the enforcers they don't have any like they're all on power trips i feel like like yeah they would they might kill you they're so excited that they get to tell people what to do like there were so many times where i was just committing the very minor offense of like standing in the middle of an aisle for too long and like man they'll come by and i mean they may as well just like shove you as hard as they can to get out of the move way. it along it, move it along it's literally like they only recruit drill sergeants to to be enforcers like they are just uh and, and that's great that's exactly what i want from something like that because people are difficult to control and corral and you need somebody who just is like a retired cop off the force who just doesn't fucking care anymore and he'll kill you if you don't move you, you want Tommy Lee jones from no country for old men yeah exactly that's exactly <laughs> wasn't, it wasn't quite the vibe i got off those guys maybe but all right. maybe louder <laughs> <laughs> but like these well, guys, you know what I mean? like so, somebody who's just done and like he's in too much world. There was somebody who was just walking around with a dog. And it wasn't like on a leash or anything. It was just a dog that they had with them. Not like a service, just a dog, just a dog, dog. And uh, like the people who are, you know, probably the ones who should tell them to take their dog outside are like, oh, cute. I mean, it's just it, it's that kind of thing. Whereas I feel like if you had that dog at PAX, I feel like an enforcer would have impaled it pretty early on, and they'd take it back to wherever they reside and like cook it over a fire. We've got a code gray. <laughs> yeah, I feel like it'd be pretty serious. So, anyway, that's maybe a little difference there. Um, you stopped by the second panel for Stephen Ogg, uh, right, Michael? Did he never show up? I, I just walked by it as I was leaving, and at uh, f- 10 minutes after the uh, time he was supposed to start, he was not there. Were people there, like, waiting? Some people, yeah. Okay, so it probably happened, and maybe I just happened late. Did, but, you know, just it was funny, because he was supposed to be here last year and wasn't. Yeah, n- none of us saw him, uh, I think, at any point, right? Maybe that's just more like he get, what he gets himself for Christmas. He just tells <laughs> he just tells you that gaming club is gonna go and then he doesn't. You know, Stephen Ogg is just like a skeezy guy with a mustache, so there's no way to tell whether or not the people we saw there were him. <laughs> I watched clips of his first panel. He looks like he's a really personable, really nice guy. No, I'm sure he's great. Um, but yeah, it was kind of funny how like every time I walked by his booth, he wasn't there. Like this this guy was probably out doing anything else <laughs> i like that like, like, jared's basically like a boss now like it's just like huh it's not his post <laughs> yeah kind of you know a little bit um He's gonna write him up 
I I just wanted to like gaze upon him from afar, and that opportunity never arose at any point. And I feel like we were there during peak hours, probably. Um, oh, although credit due, uh, the Extra Life people said that all of the proceeds from his $25 photo shoots went to uh, the Children's Miracle Network, so that's oh, pretty cool. That's great. That's very great. Good job. Thanks, Stephen. Thanks, Trevor. Thanks, Trevor. You're a good guy, actually. <laughs> he had a soft spot for kids, so I can understand that. Anyway, um, if you're if you were you know if you were in for some shopping and wanted an action figure, uh, you probably had a great time. Um, but there were definitely a lot of booths. My favorite booth is the uh, the Utah Street Pass team, which seemed to just be like three people and three uh, DSs, and, <laughs> and that was it. And I I don't know what was going on there. <laughs> um, I, it's one of those things where like, I guess I should have known that people would be that enthusiastic about anything. Um, but it was, it was just, <laughs> it was a booth that I had to puzzle over for just a minute. Like what, what happens there? What, it was going? one of the few stalls where a person wouldn't literally leap over a table to get your attention. If you're, if you're out there, street pass people come on our podcast and tell us about your, your plight. <laughs> uh, cause I just, I want to know more. I want to know more about what was happening and like what so so for all that i said this was a worse experience than last year right yeah i think so I, yeah. I it sounds like a lot of people were happier with the tournament system and that that was better organized but i think for all intents and purposes uh every, everything else was probably a flop i think the games guild had a little bit of a stronger lineup so my, my question is how do you fuck this up in a state that doesn't drink that's a great question, Lucio. Um, I know that the audience is there for something like this. I mean, our Comic Con is just packed. Uh, I feel like with the right amount of tweaks, they could they could make this a lot more successful than it is. Um, and I think a lot of the people who want to be doing stuff were there. It's just they didn't have a great time. Yeah, and, and a lot of people felt burned from it from last year, um, mm. and, and uh, almost certainly reduced whatever three day passes they would have bought into one day passes. If you mm. ask me, you could start fixing the event pretty easily by slashing the venue size in half and only holding it one day. Um, yeah, or two. I think two is probably reasonable. Yeah, Saturday and Sunday. Uh, I mean, quite uh, candidly, Saturday and Sunday. That's the other problem is they won't hold it on Sunday because Utah. Uh, and so it's Thursday, Friday, Saturday, and by the time I think it closes at eight, does that sound right? Something like that, yeah. I mean, so if you're gonna do work days, that's fine, but you should really make it open at like noon and stay open until like ten. Yeah, mm-hmm. something like that. Uh, but instead, it just runs, you know, during the during the middle of the work day, and so I mean, that's a huge reason why they don't have turnout. I don't know. What do you realistically, Michael? What do you think in Salt Lake City? Your convention. Mm-hmm. Do you think more people turn out on Sunday or Thursday afternoon? No, oh, that's hard to say because I really don't know what the demographic who attends the con is. Like, I'm sure there's a decent amount of just Mormon people who are looking for something fun to do on a Saturday. But <sighs> <laughs> yeah, I know. Wow, so it's hard like that, huh? It's hard to say. It, it really is hard to say. Um, I'm, it's just, I'm, it's a, hold, on, hold on. How long do Mormons go to church on Sunday? Uh, no, no, no. See, Lucio, because the way that this works is that the, the belief is 
Um, if you use some kind of services on Sunday, so like if you go shopping or you go to a restaurant or you do any of those things, you're effectively forcing someone else to work on that day. Don't point out the logic flaw here. Just just follow me here. And so basically you're making a holy day unholy for other people. Uh, and so if you're LDS, you're generally restricted from using most services on Sunday. Uh, that doesn't stop a lot of people, though. That's the thing is that a lot of them will go out anyway, um, just like a lot of them will drink or a lot of them will. I mean, there's there's a lot of rules that are kind of more guidelines to people than actual rules, it seems like. Well, you can't expect them to, to be say, inconvenienced. I have to say the Mormon rules are a source of endless fascination for me. And I'm not even being I'm not being sarcastic on this. No, no, no. I, 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 you're right. I mean, it is it is interesting. Like there's some very. There's some very oddly specific beliefs that they hold. Yeah, <laughs> I would have never like because even like you know the like the most um, extreme example I can think of is like the Sabbath, where you know Orthodox Jews won't work, mm-hmm. but they're not like they're responsible for their own Sabbath. They'll still and, go get Chinese. Right, exactly. They're not responsible for making sure somebody else observes it. There's. <laughs> It's just their their thing. Well, and the, the like the ones that always used to like irritate me when I was younger were the people who would like go to church on Sunday and then in their church clothes they'd go like shopping or go to the mall or something like that and like you catch them you know you're like oh you shouldn't be doing this at least go home and change and be undercover first you know <laughs> um, but I I feel like you could get people in on a Sunday uh, I don't know if Comic Con runs on Sunday or not it probably doesn't. Um, I'm curious just to see. Let's see here. Uh, Comic Con ran calendar. Here we are. Stand oh. by, listeners. Oh wait, Jason is waiting for a podcast call. September first through the third. Is he really? Yes. Yeah. So it is Thursday, Friday, Saturday. Um. All right. Well, if Jay is on, let's go ahead and invite him. Hang on here. Black ass isn't actually going to pick up. <laughs> he should have told us <laughs> that he had a mic. Breaking ticky taffy, bitch. <laughs> there he is. There's that sound we all know and love. <laughs> Hi, Doug. <laughs> <laughs> um, anyway, we, we've spent. Um, well, welcome everyone. Welcome Jay back to the podcast after his uh, after his journey through many weeks um, of wherever. True enough. Oh man, he went to Boston. He's seen the world. That that's it. The entire world. That was it. He made Boston. It. He went to Boston. He, he, he was uh, followed LARPing. <laughs> You're just in time, Jerry. We can talk about some of these E3 leaks and uh, reveals that uh, have been going around. And uh, this one's not a leak. This one was just officially announced today. But uh, we all watched the trailer for Agents of Mayhem, I believe. And, I remember that one. Uh, it is the new game from Volition. It sounds like it did it for you. I did. Did it do it for you, Lucio? Are you excited? Are you amped? Volition game? Yeah. Yeah, it looks really good. Yeah, ready for it? All right. It has a, a black guy shouting "Ahoy, motherfucker!" What else do you need? We don't know what it is. We, we have le- Mr. Burns levels, if you will. We have we have pretty much nothing to go on. Um, I'm assuming it looks to me like it's probably going to be. Uh, play like a Saints Row game, but with that like character swapping that you saw in Grand Theft Auto Five, I think that's what I would predict. 
That's good for me. But it could just as easily be a top-down isometric sh- twin-stick shooter, for all we know. Um, oh, why, why do you have to go there? Well, I'm just saying, it could be Bobo that. was good enough. It could be that. You'll buy it. Don't don't even. Oh. Don't even pretend. I, Volition, I, Volition has a habit of making all their new games their last games. <laughs> so it'll probably close, be closer to Saints Row than anything else. I mean, that's kind of, I don't know, like, why don't you just make more Saints Row? That's a good question. Um, I mean, it looks, it basically looks like it was Saints Row at one point. Yeah, I think yeah, that, that could be right. I read your comment on that, and I agree. Yeah. I think it looks like it was meant to be a Saints Row, and they were like, no, let's make it whatever this shit is. <laughs> the other uh, big reveal we have is uh, Watch Dogs 2. Which uh, has um, finally at least a little bit of info on it has leaked via IGN. It sounds like they, they published a banner ad too early. They've already corrected the biggest problem with Watch Dogs. It's uh, limp wristed, not limp wristed, but just what's the word? Like I'm trying to Foggy. I'm trying to describe Aiden Pierce. Super gay? <laughs> no, 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 no. It's not. Limpress is not what I meant. I believe the, the kids are calling them cucks today. <laughs> no, he's not. It's not that. It's like... Um, is he a bruiser? You ha- you're right. You actually have to have a girlfriend in order to be a cuck. If he was an ice cream flavor, he'd be like vanilla. You know, like he'd be the giant discount tub of vanilla. Not I, like, thought he would, I thought he would be rape raisin. Not French vanilla. Not vanilla bean. Just like the Russell's brand enormous gallon of vanilla ice cream. Like, that is Aiden Pierce. It would just um, be called ice cream flavor. Tell me something. Here, here, here. Without telling me about his history or what he looks like, describe Aiden Pierce for me. Uh, <laughs> he, he looks I, like the guy in the bus stop that's going to go and flash you. A, a man who will show up with his wife the next morning. And say, honey, explain how you fell down the stairs. <laughs> I mean, he's just, he, like I said, there's, there's, nothing, there's nothing to him. Like, d- describe, uh, describe Ezio to me without what he looks like and without, um, you know, uh, his, his, like, history. Can you do that? Ezio Auditori from, from Assassin's Creed. Suave. He's the guy on the podcast who lives in Florida. Oh, see, Jake can really do it. Suave. Suave, clever... Um, Italian assassin. Yeah, suave, clever Italian assassin. That's pretty good. <laughs> and now back to Aiden Pierce, real quick. What is he? <laughs> Nothing. Uh, potential flasher slash white Peter. <laughs> white man not allowed near elementary schools. <laughs> it's pretty basic. So yeah, the man anyway. shows up when uh, you look for a sex offender. Well, the good news is, is that in Watch Dogs 2, Aiden Pierce will be replaced by someone else who shouldn't be allowed near elementary schools. Um, <laughs> What's his name? I don't know. I don't think we have a name for him yet. Um, Describe him, Jared. He is <laughs> black, and he's wearing a bandana, and he looks very suspicious. So it's Doug. I mean, does he look as suspicious as That's where Doug Aiden's? Is I'm definitely hiding something behind this trench coat i mean the, the i it looks like the trench coat is missing uh, I, i'm having a hard time finding the picture now of course he's a black man he can have a trench coat because then they will shoot him because he has a gun um maybe he's not black this looks like it takes place in san francisco we know that so he's is gay, he gay? <laughs> boy you guys really jumped on that one didn't you 
Now I can't find the picture it's of him. He's a video games writer. <laughs> a motion capture has posted an image. This guy is very white, so I don't know. Maybe this is a different person. I don't know. We're going to find out. We're going to totally find so out. Guy, so I, I so I understood Chicago was because it's like a pretty um, corrupt, seedy, seedy kind of town, right? Uh-huh. So, so what's wrong with, with San Francisco oh, other than... No, no, no. Come on. That's the perfect place to set your hacking game. Like... Yeah. Oh, uh, you're right. Well, you, it's it's not a hacking oh. game, is it? You you set your your set your game where you create a brand new app that's going to change the planet. <laughs> well, sorry, I I miss okay. I misspoke. Sorry, self-proclaimed hacking game. Because <laughs> um, you're right, it, Watch Dogs was almost certainly not a hacking game. So in this picture, he has like white hands and like a black face. Yeah, I I finally found the picture I was thinking about. He, he um, might have that disease that turned Michael Jackson white. You don't know. <laughs> Maybe true. he's like Uncle Ruckus and he's been turning black. It's entirely possible. But anyway, he'll be arriving uh, this November, actually. So I, I like so, this trend we'll that we're find, seeing. We'll find out what color he is. We're, we're seeing this a lot more. I think Fallout kind of kicked off a, a trend where like we're not really seeing as many games that are like stuck developing forever and ever. Like We're just getting the announcement and then it's like, oh, and it's coming out in like four months. And uh, I like that. That's a nice. Uh, it's yes. nice to see people keeping secrets and stuff. Because Fallout was awesome. With only four no, months. I don't like. I don't. <laughs> I'm not saying I want more games to be like Fallout Four in any other way. I'm just saying that uh, that, that you announce the game that you can expect to see it. It's fun. Like if if Red Dead Redemption Two is at E3, like a lot of people think it's going to be. If it's there. That'd There's cool. no way that it's coming out this year. I've, I'm on record for that right now. There's no way. Because it's Rockstar, and they don't do things that way. They won't do it that way. But wouldn't it be tight as hell if they were like, oh, and by the way, it's out in December. Rockstar doesn't... It's not going to make any more games. They're just going to keep milking GTA Online forever. Yeah, maybe. I don't know. We'll see. I, I hope it's real. We'll see. Uh, if it is real, it should, in theory, have been being worked on for a while now. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so who knows? But I hey, it, didn't. You guys meet Steve Og this weekend. <laughs> we talked about we talked about our lack of meeting Steve Og. Nobody uh, met Steve Og. No one saw. No one saw Steve Og. Uh, there are, really exist. There are pictures of him at the convention, but he was never at his booth anytime uh, I saw him. Or he I was always in him? a burqa and a hajib. So was it really him? <laughs> He's always in his traditional garb. Uh, yeah, it was hard to say. He did post a, a great video of him at like the Mormon Tabernacle Choir, like right after he landed. I guess that was like the first place he went. And um, he's just in like a like a white T-shirt, and he's got his like porno mustache, and he's sitting in the back, and everybody else is all dressed up for you know for being at the temple basically. And uh, he's just sitting in the back, and he films this video of them singing, and he like turns the camera on himself, and he kind of raises an eyebrow. And, it was nice to see we weirded him out like as soon as possible. Or maybe I mean, it was it was very cultish if you've never experienced anything like that before. Uh, yeah. I mean, I guess uh, I, we could say that about a lot of uh, religious stuff, but uh, I don't know. You you go to a black church and it's pretty rocking. I do feel pretty welcome in a black church. That's absolutely true. Um, that's that's something where I if if I go to a black church and I don't like rip out my armpits in my sleeves. From from raising my hands up to the sky <laughs> over and over again, then obviously it's not a very good black church. When's right. the last time you went to a black church, Jared? Uh, that, that's that's uh, maybe never. Yeah. That's 
Okay, fine. <laughs> Fair enough. Are, are you sure? Are you sure it was a black church and not the EMX concert? I do. Uh, maybe that's what I was thinking of. Basically, the same thing. We did see DMX, and he you took got up with some shit at the DMX concert. Took a hard stance on cancer, <laughs> which is probably as controversial as Mike's stance. Right. That was that was the joke. I, I think we've talked about that before, so we won't uh, revisit that. Uh, the other news that we have uh, in, in the list of our uh, E3 reveals is Persona Five is uh, going to be playable at E3. Sorry, I decided not to go this year, and uh, it I, will- I am too. It'll also be coming oh out uh, Valentine's Day yeah. 2017. They, so. they, it's not coming out this year anymore. It's not coming out oh. this year anymore. 2017. I, I weep. So, but I weep so that, hard. He's never coming out. Jimmy. I was gonna say you're, you're gonna be lucky if it comes out at all, really. Uh, but uh, yes, that is the current release date for it. Um, hey, I, Michael, what was your big mysterious Persona article about? Uh, oh yeah. Uh, I'm still working on that. I'll get back to you. Okay. okay. <laughs> We're very curious about that. I guess we'll see. Cool. I remember I wanted to write the Persona article. Oh, this isn't for the site. Oh, okay. This is this is his thesis for his master's degree. Of course. Yeah. It's That's like me. Getting a master's in Shin Megami Tensai. Japanese teenagers doing stupid Japanese things. Yeah. I mean, it sounds like Michael's got a bit more experience than we all expected with Japanese teenagers doing stuff. With with sexually frustrated Japanese teenagers doing stuff. Who used to be inanimate objects, no less. Like clocks or a block of cheese. We didn't have block of cheese versus, what would that be? Meets tofu? Uh, Probably. Probably something. Oh, damn. These things write themselves. (laughs) Some other block food. (laughs) And and it was like Yaoi coming out in 2017. Yeah, get ready, boys. There we go. It's on its way. A lot of cross-dressing. Yep, naturally. Uh, should we talk about Elder Star? Yeah. A it's wee great. bit. Um, so you have uh, actually probably played it the most out of all of us, because uh, you've got a few hours Eight. logged, it looks like. Um, Two I, hours. I spent, yeah, I mean, well, that's enough to beat it, what, like probably four times, something like that? Beat it and unlock everything. <laughs> so, yeah. Yeah, so like now you're kind of reduced to like the daily challenges pretty much at this point. Um, yeah. What are you. It's weird though, because you mentioned that you beat my score. Uh huh. And I was like, that's weird because I thought I was doing better. And I realized now that I have no idea how the fuck this game scores. It's <laughs> 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 a score because, like, I used to die all the time when I got the, that score that you that you beat. Uh huh. It's still my high score, and I die all the time when I got it. Now I'm like, you know, passing levels without getting hidden shit, and it's still not catching up to that. Mm-hmm. So I have no idea what the fuck. Maybe I can give you some tips on it a little bit, because there are some things that it kind of doesn't tell you uh, a, a little bit, I think. Um, and I, I do have some issues with the way the score multiplier works in the game, and those issues would basically just be that it's not very visible. You know how up in the corner there's, mm-hmm. like, this tiny little times one? And, like, right. it's not like in, you know, think, like, Arkham Asylum, when you go and punch somebody and you get on, like, a really good streak and, like, the number's up there pulsing. It's, like, times eight, and you're like, oh, my God, I'm amazing. Right. And this game's, like, you go from times one to, like, times 1.1. 1. 1, and right. then, one, two, 1. 3, and times 1.2 and times 1.3. And, like, I'm sure if you're really good, it can probably go significantly higher than that. I mean, I got not, uh, up to, like, 2.2 or something. Have like you? That. Yeah. So, I mean, I don't know what the theoretical limit is, but it would get me a lot more excited if it raised it by, like, times 10 and then times 20 and then times 30. 
and like you finish the game. I, I with... think you gotta gotta think of it like this: something like Batman Arkham Asylum, that's on the public school curve. But something like Elder Star, that's on the Catholic school curve, and you have to try a lot harder to impress it. Yeah, maybe that's the way to look at it. Is uh, and I mean, it, it sounds like Josh, the creator of the game, is like a big fan of this particular genre, and so I'm sure that he wanted to do something that was kind of true to it, and not necessarily like. I mean, what I'm describing is like I want summer blockbuster. I need a large vibrating number before I'm happy. You know, <laughs> that's what she said. And so I understand the I, the need for reservation in that regard. But like, that's what I'm. I'm just saying that's what would make it more exciting to me. Um, it's not a matter of excitement for me. It's a matter of I don't know how the fuck this thing is scoring me. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so it seems as though, and I'm not going to proclaim to be the expert because I haven't really sat down and, and thought about it too much, but what seems to make the biggest difference is very frequent use of your right mouse button uh, move. And you have to use it so that you don't burn it out. So you right. you hear a little audio sound when it gets down to like the last sliver, and you have to let it go before it goes into that other section. But I'm not sure how much you're using it, but I feel like that's probably what makes the biggest difference on my score. Um, of course, dying resets your multiplier. Uh, yeah. And the even worse thing that dying does is it also uh, resets your special. ability. Yeah, you're yeah. special. And uh, that'll set you back a little bit because I think almost every level gives you a medal for using the special, I think, three times. Mm-hmm. Um, but that that special builds up quite a bit more if you're using that that right mouse button if you're not using it very often that special really doesn't go anywhere um like you need to be spending a lot of time with it to, to really i mean this the right mouse button is really useful too because it usually gives you like a way out of bullet hell right right mm-hmm. yeah if you're using the star bomb or whatever you'll be invincible during the the special you'll also um there's a lot of enemies uh i, I don't know if you've noticed these michael but there's enemies who will explode um like if yeah. you if you let them sit there too long they'll blow up but if you use the the star bomb on them um you'll just you'll clear them without them doing anything whereas even if you shoot them with just a normal gun they'll still shoot a projectile with them the only yeah. way to clean them really cleanly is with that right click yeah. So, um, but what, what what other thoughts do you have on the game, Lucio? I really like it. I think it's, uh, it controls really well. It does, doesn't it? Yeah, it, it's buttery smooth. I love it. Um, it's I really like the soundtrack. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I think Josh was saying he did that himself. So Josh knows how to write a song. Yeah, he, he, did, a, he did a really good job on that, I think. I think most of my issues with the game are more in how it's packaged and less with how it functions. I think as far as how it plays with the mouse, I think it feels great. I think it's probably, and I'm really not exaggerating here, it's probably the most fun that I've had with with a shmup. Um, I'd agree. I mean, I like Ikaruga enough, but I don't know that I would say that I have fun with it necessarily. Um, This just feels really nice. my things with it the game. It sounds like it sounds to me like none of you have played the Black Shell hit Space Moth. I guess there's that or uh, or, or Choaniki. Um, either I of definitely those. got a very Choaniki vibe off of it. <laughs> it's a classic. It's an American classic. But while I was playing it, some guy snuck up behind me and tickled me. So oh yeah, that would do it to you. That would absolutely do it. Um, 
but so like the stuff that the stuff that bugs me, uh, the scoring, it, it, like Lucio said, is a little vague. Uh, I think you can definitely figure it out if you sit down with it. But yeah, um, it would have been nice to have it a little more spelled out. Um, I would have loved a mechanic to earn health back, um, like mm, like yeah. star bomb five guys in a row, or like kill ten enemies on screen at once, and ta-da, you get a bar of health back. You know, something like that would have been nice, especially because there's almost no penalty for death. Um, and if you're it, not going for score, then no, there's no penalty at all. Yeah, pretty much. And um, I've noticed that people in Utah. When they demo their games, they like to talk about how uh, like family inclusive they are. And something that I something that I've heard regarding this game is that they were proud that like young children were able to play through it. You know, like they can have fun with it too. And I think that's great. But I honestly think I would have enjoyed this more if it had like a checkpoint system and you could actually like die and go back to the checkpoint. Instead of as it stands right now, like you basically die and the continue menu pops up and you just say yes, because why would you quit? And um, and then that's it, you know? Sorry, but in some ways, it's like if you're at the beginning of the level and you have one one health and you don't care about your score, it might just be more advantageous for you to die and just have the whole level to feel the special. True, yeah. Than it is for you to try to survive. Yeah, that's absolutely true. Um, I think that, uh, yeah, I think I would have enjoyed, like, I don't even mind have a have like an easy mode or something where the death system works the way it does, but I would have preferred the standard difficulty to actually, like, occasionally punish you a little bit more for dying. You know it I mean? also feels like there isn't a lot of content to it. So aside from the daily challenges, right, right now I... I just pretty much have that. Like I feel I unlocked everything already. Um, yeah, I mean, aside from that, it's just beating the story mode again. And, and like you said, you've unlocked all the weapons from doing that at this point. Um, I haven't really messed with the daily challenges. I'm I'm excited to see them. I think that's a that's great cool. idea, and and it'll fit in with the game I mean, really well. And I think they're gonna give you that uh, that uh, difficulty you're looking for because a lot of them are like, oh, you know, beat all this with one life or. Mm. It's something with the boss rush that you uh, unlock. Mm-hmm. It's, you know, beat all the bosses with one life. So it's, it is definitely a lot more challenging than the main game. Right, right. Yeah, but I, and to your point uh, regarding content, I feel like that's something that also could have fleshed out the content a little bit is by, by setting hard fail states and forcing you to go back and try sections again, you're also lengthening the game. And I don't think you're doing it in a cheap way. I, I think that you're doing it in a way that makes a lot of sense for that particular genre. I don't yeah, but correct me if I'm wrong. Yeah, I've heard it two hours, and I feel like you need something to kind of keep it going. Sure. What were you gonna say, Michael? I was gonna say, correct me if I'm wrong, but isn't uh, unlimited continues kind of a shmup standby? From no, I I wouldn't say so. Um, no, not really. No, it's some other shmup standard, but uh, I mean, classic ones usually have lives because it's very much a, a, a genre that kind of originated in arcades, at least I think of it as being an arcade genre and so, I mean, the goal has always been to like drain you of quarters right? and uh, you know I, I'm fairly certain and I'll totally eat my hat if I'm wrong but like my gold standard for a shmup is Ikaruga and I'm pretty sure if you die in that game, you, you will eventually have to just start the entire thing over I mean, I'm certainly uh, the wrong person to ask, so and in, in general, when you're talking about shmups, even the ones that have unlimited continues, like the recent ones, like uh, 
Muri Simasha. Um, they, um, in order for you to get the true ending, they usually require you to not continue. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, uh, and that's what I was going to say is maybe they could keep that difficulty level in where, where dying really kind of doesn't mean much and just have... Um, and just have like you can only get through the first four levels or something, you know, like 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 games used to do back in the day. And I know that's something that kind of irritates people, uh, how you play a game on easy and it doesn't let you finish it. But I feel like for a game like this, it kind of makes sense. It's not narrative based. You're not playing through to get to the end, um, but you can have something for those people who want to be a little more hardcore. You can have something for them, um, you know, to keep them playing. And like I said, to pat out length and things like that. Mm-hmm. Um, Maybe something as simple as like a hard mode would actually work. Well, and so at the bottom uh, of the when you start a new game, there are game speeds that are there, right? And so you can change those. And, and it sounded like when I was talking to Josh that he pretty much equated those as being difficulty. Um, but to the to the lay person, to the average person playing, they probably don't see it that way. And I think you really have to kind of spell that out for people. So I would just yeah. flat out change them so that instead of saying 50%, 100%, 200%, I'd change them to say easy, normal, hard, you know? Yeah. Uh, I think that would go a long way in making that more clear. Um, something I noticed at the convention that I pointed out is the continue screen uh, I feel like there's a high risk of clicking quit, especially because this is a game where you're all over the place clicking. And um, I haven't really run into that. Yeah, there's a little delay on your death to the continue screen. So I don't, yeah, I that's really true. That's true. I I get so nervous uh, when I die because I'm like, oh shit, don't you know? Careful, because I don't want to accidentally quit and <laughs> have to start over again. <laughs> so I'm very nervous about that. But, um, yeah, like, like we said, I mean, it, it feels so, so good. Like, I hope they do more with it. Because, um, I mean, even if it's DLC or something like that, uh, you know, I, I'd love to see just more. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, I agree. I think, um, I think DLC would be great for this game. But, yeah. And I wouldn't mind, you know, paying for it because it's, it is a really good game. Like, the, the technical aspects of it are awesome. Mm-hmm. Does getting hit lower your score multiplier? No. I don't feel like it does. See, and so maybe something simple like that, where like every enemy you kill raises the multiplier and then you get hit. And I'm sure like if if uh, if if Josh is listening to this, he's probably like pulling his hair out because I'm I'm taking like, you know, something very deliberate and just saying like here's a really shitty garbage way that I'd do it, but like <laughs> it's it's something my my brain only works a certain way. You're welcome to come into the podcast and tell us how we start. <laughs> We're always open for that. Yeah, yeah. So when do video game journalists care what developers think of them? Ooh, that's true. Jay makes a good point. Well, they're not sucking our dick, right? So Are you calling us from a payphone, Jay? <laughs> <laughs> as far as you know. <laughs> I mean, one payphone left in New York City. <laughs> did we get like the one eight hundred collect? Silence. <laughs> 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 it would have been great. So, what is this my mythical payphone, Jay? What right would you find for me? Really? Yeah, he's yeah. down. He's down in Times Square. I don't recall there being a payphone across. Because you've never had a reason to use it. Yeah, it's behind a urinating homeless guy. It's not it's a sir, and it works. The first, oh, day, you know, the first day my cell phone was trashed, I used the payphone, and no one believed me. 
Is yeah. that the third wall on Jorge's uh, makeshift apartment? Um, it's across the street from the hardware store, between the bodega and the funeral parlor. Oh, you live by a hardware store and a funeral parlor? Yes. Yeah. He's actually not kidding. You've got everything. <laughs> no wonder you're always talking about all this great food that you're eating. <laughs> Probably always buying drills and then making collect calls. <laughs> Living the life. Living the good life. And getting people embalmed. Yeah, of course. Of course. That's a regular, that's what you do on a Saturday. When what you're... if you bought some soul food and then got it embalmed? Got the soul food embalmed? <laughs> you used, you used yeah. to be able to do that. <laughs> so you could save it through the winter. <laughs> right. Like, I love these shrimp and grits, but I don't want to eat them all now. I'd like to eat some of them next month. <laughs> How can we preserve them? If only someone would sell me embalming fluid. A little spray of formaldehyde. Anyway, uh, so yeah, Legacy of the Elder Star out today. Um, I, I like it. I really like it. I, I think yeah. there's going to be people who are going to take issue with the game's length, and I don't know that they're entirely wrong. No, um, they're not. That's the thing that bothers me the most. I wish there was just more content to get me coming back. If you have a score chaser mentality, I definitely think there's something that can work for you here. Um, I like the rank system, how when you finish the game, it actually like slots you into a rank and it shows you who's the top of those ranks. So fun fact, as of this moment, I believe I am the second highest person in like our letter rank that we're in. Um, Maybe I haven't checked, but like I said, like when you told me that I was like, that can be, I'm, I was doing really well. And then I realized, I don't know how the fuck this game scores. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, I think that might be the other thing I'd mention is, I don't know, I, I've only unlocked two weapons, um, but the shotgun as your first unlock, um, I, it feels kind of like regression to me. Um, and maybe that gun is hard to use. It is, yeah. It, Honestly, actually, the way it works is that the later weapons are actually harder to use than the ones I start with. Yeah. I think they probably give you a better score multiplier, because they made me play with the shotgun after I was using the machine gun. And I really preferred the machine gun. It was a lot easier to use. What's the? Is there a weapon after the shotgun for your left click? There's uh, um, uh, like a charger. Oh, it's okay. Harder than the shotgun to use. Okay. Huh. Um, you really have to know what you're doing. So I guess it's like if you want to challenge yourself. Um, the weapons are actually fairly well balanced. I feel mm-hmm. because a shotgun, like when you're fighting bosses, it just kind of tears them up. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, whereas, you know, for the mobs, the machine gun is better. So I feel that there's some some balance between them, and it's more like a matter of style. Mm-hmm. I really sucked with the beam laser that you get at the end, where you have to like charge it up and then shoot. Uh huh. Mm. Just couldn't. Couldn't hack it. Yeah, it's just the game moves too fast for me to be able to like take advantage of a weapon that's not delivered. It is a fast-paced game, too. Like, really, yeah. really fast-paced. Uh, in a good way. Like, that's a positive thing. Um, and it runs really well. There's a lot of situations that I find myself in that game where I'm like, oh, boy, I'm glad I'm not on, like, a controller or something. Um, and, and it runs really well. And even though we probably shouldn't be praising a game for being able to do what it's supposed to do, <laughs> uh, you know... It is always a nice treat. Yeah, no, absolutely. It's it's nice to have something with a with a good performance level. Uh, yeah. I, I like the art in it, the music in it's great. So I mean, you know, it's definitely worth considering. If you 
I almost feel like if you if you don't like shmups, it actually might even be more for you because this is your chance to like get into something that uh, maybe you wouldn't normally be into. Um, like I us. will say, I I hate shmups, but uh, you throw that mouse in there, and suddenly it's a lot more fun. Yeah, yeah, for sure, it works really well. So anyway, that's out now. Uh, should we talk about turmoil? Sure. What is turmoil, Michael? Uh, so turmoil is a um, drilling for oil game. Tight. Now you. <laughs> is, is the name villain OPEC? Uh, no, it's set like in. <laughs> the game is set in the 1800s, and it's kind of a um, uh, simpler time where you could just dump a bunch of oil in the ocean and nobody gave a fuck. <laughs> The fact that you were probably judged for not dumping enough oil. They're like, good, good lord, sir. This is hardly three barrels. Actually, you have uh, you have your oil stacks, and if you let any of them go too long without being harvested, basically, you'll, you'll actually get uh, penalized. So the game is like in, set in the 1800s, and your goal is to um, every like round you'll purchase land, and then you'll set up and you'll start drilling for oil, and you have to uh, like balance your the amount of oil you're pulling out of the ground with uh, you'll have like a vent or a, a buyer on the left and a buyer on the right who are selling at different or purchasing at different prices. It's I guess you'd say it's kind of like a real time strategy game because your your goal is to always be continuously pulling oil out of the ground and like you have your uh, your stacks which are pulling them out and your carts which are either transporting them to be sold or transporting them for safekeeping until the prices fluctuate. Um, and your goal is just every turn or every uh, like round to make as much money as possible. In like a twelve-month period, which is roughly plays out about over five minutes. Mm-hmm. So I, I I have a two-part question. Certainly. The, the the first part is there any resource management, and the second part is part of that resource management making sure you have enough whiskey on hand for the crippling <laughs> pain that your workers feel. <laughs> um, Do you get to see Tiny Team crying? By himself on the Christmas table. <laughs> All right, I'll, I'll get to that in just a second. But how many uh, hats can you wear at once? Uh, pretty much everybody is wearing a hat, but just one. Mm. So there's like maybe just a touch of resource management. Like I said, you have to make sure your stacks don't overflow; otherwise, you'll get penalized or on your overall profits or yeah, profits. Um, and then you have to like keep as many horse carts as you think is necessary. You have to pay for each horse cart. But then as soon as you get one, it'll start moving oil back and forth. So you want to have a lot. But, uh... And then I guess when you're in town, you can buy upgrades to, like, make your pipes more efficient or make your horses faster. You get to, you get dowsers, you know, like guys with sticks who go out and find where the oil is. So it's, um... I don't even know how you describe it. It's like a side view, but you basically just... You have a field that your guy walks through and he'll find oil. You drill down into it. Um... So this sounds um, this sounds remarkably boring. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> to to come off of uh, to to come off Legacy the Other Star and uh, to land here, is there a vibrating number anywhere? No, nope, can't say there is. Although you uh, you get to watch your profit meter like shoot up. Oh, boy. that's always exciting. So uh, what 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 kind of? I th- I, 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 I have a question, right? And yes. So as a, as a New York native, I always get really excited when I see games like Assassin's Creed 3 or, or, um, or, or GTA 4 that take place in New York City. As a Montana native, 
Did this get you super pumped? <laughs> Montana's not really oil country, so... Oh, it's not. Okay. I, I just assumed because you had Montana Max in Tiny Toon Adventures. <laughs> oh, yeah. Was he in oil? Wow, that, that's, that's, all it, that's all it took. Oh, oh, sir. <laughs> so, it's, it's not bad, but I'm going to say it's pretty underwhelming. Um, I guess what, well, what I was going to ask more so is... Um, we were talking about comparisons earlier. What type of game do I have to like to like Turmoil? You know, um, in a strange way, it's very reminiscent of Cookie Clicker. Huh, interesting. Because it's just so basic. Like, you have you have your little upgrades, um, and then, you know, you have to find the oil, you have to drill for it, and then after that, it's pretty much just like you sit there and watch your, watch your money go up. Mm-hmm. Um, but do you get wives? Hmm? No, I, at least I haven't gotten any yet. Or it's kind of satisfying to just sit there and watch the the meter go up, and that's why it reminds me of Cookie Clicker. But other than that, it's like not very – like you get your oil drilling going, and you just kind of watch it go, and then you just what, keep what, – hmm? what do you call this, John? It's, 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 it's like a genre. I don't really know what, what you call it, but there's um, – like there's another game where you, where you had to create um, like a pharmaceutical company. And just keep the pharmaceuticals rolling off the conveyor belt, and um, I don't. It, it, it it's not quite a city builder. It's almost like one, but it's like just kind of producing for the sake of production. It kind yeah. of it feels to me like a very rudimentary like tycoon game. Like you remember, yeah. like yeah, it's like a, it calls itself a strategy management sim, like lemonade stand tycoon. I, 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 I think that's what it's called. I think it's like a management sim. I think that's what they mm-hmm. call them. Yeah, it's and it's like I said it. This almost seems like something I'd rather play on a cell phone, uh huh. Which right. is kind of like not the highest praise, but it's just kind of a. Uh, there's just not a lot to it. it. It's kind of fun. I will say, I was really hoping for something a little more like there will be blood. I where, you, where you where you kill a guy with a bowling pin. <laughs> I wanted it to be a little dirtier. This is like pretty. So you mean like you mean like sabotage the competition? Yeah, I wanted to blow up somebody's oil like, rig. Like or, have a crying family that you push off their land. <laughs> Something I, I don't know, like shady backroom deals. But instead, it's just very. Like, no, that's that's actually kind of what I expected. To be honest, is that yeah, I, that's I what thought it sounds like. it's named turmoil. I thought you'd be a little more crooked, and you know, like like I literally mean like bulldozing a family. Exactly. <laughs> like, yeah. Honestly, I expected you to be like, ah, oh, this game is so sanctimonious about the oil industry, blah blah blah. No, it's just important. <laughs> you guys don't like those um, those Dove soft soap commercials that you watch where it's like there's a thousand oil spills a year and we go out there and we clean up all the little ducklings? Mm-hmm. Oh, the, the Dawn commercial? Or yeah, whatever? yeah, the Dawn, the Dawn, not Dove. Um, I mean, you know, I'm sure Dove's fine for him too. So, so you go ahead and uh, and you go, no, no, do not clean that duck. Yeah, I want to be that guy. I want to be the guy who <laughs> slaps the duck out of like a volunteer's hands. I want to be the guy who, like, grabs the duck and just rings it out over a barrel. <laughs> <laughs> Give me that oil. <laughs> it's mine. I need that crude. Yeah, I was expecting a bit more of, like, a snidely whiplash uh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> type guy. And it's just not, I don't know, there's just no real charm to it. It's The, the art is kind of bland. It's kind of flavorless. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Have you I mean, ever played uh, the capitalism game? Adventure, uh, adventure capitalist. Is that the one? No, it was it was a game. It was that was free. That was basically like propaganda, anti-capitalist propaganda. And 
it looked like it was kind of like this one where it's like, oh, all the shit in backroom videos, but it was just really boring. Kind of reminds you of that. We see a game called Capitalism Plus. I would have thought it would be just Capitalism the game. No, I think it's Capitalism Plus. Oh, yeah, this, Capitalism Plus. Let's have an upside down map. Oh, this game looks real boring. Yep. <laughs> oh, man. Uh, uh, this looks very dull. <laughs> 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 but um yeah it's it's fine it's just not very exciting mm. like I, I go and play there a couple of rounds after this and probably be pretty happy with it but i wouldn't unless anything i've said here really is jazz you i probably say would skip it mm-hmm. how uh how much time do you think you've spent in it um maybe an how hour or two how many how much time do you think you will spend in it Maybe another hour or two. Okay. So, yeah. There are, So, you... At the beginning of each round, you bid on land. Um, and I've only have... I only have one of the maps. So, maybe in sequential maps, it gets really... I don't know. I really don't even know what you would do to make this more interesting without... Like I said, like... Oil fires. Some, yeah. Yeah, something like that. Yeah. But I don't... I don't think this game is going to do that. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's too bad there's always next time yeah, yeah. I, I want i want that though i want like oil baron the evil you know it, so. it's interesting that we all have that vision of it too <laughs> yeah <laughs> i think this is something we all, we all want i yeah. mean it's like classic it's like the classic kind of trope the big evil oil tycoon well that's why i wanted to cover it i i specifically picked it up because i was hoping that it would be like like that and I, I and believe you even that, said, like, that sounds like your kind of thing. I think I did, not yeah. That, but it's like the, not only that, but it's like the 1800s, so you can really get down and dirty and send out bounty hunters to assassinate your enemies and all that kind of shit. Right, even, like, I wanted to be able to, like, send a posse to, like, shoot another oil baron. Yeah, exactly. Even if just, like, special events popped up while you were playing, you know, just, just a simple message, like a simple little choice message that just affected your profit one way or the other, and it just pops up and said, like, workers are complaining about such and such. Will you? And it's like, tell them to eat their own Watch shoes, that. boil their shoes and eat those, <laughs> or, um, you know, and then you make your choice. Like, like there's, and, a, there's, an oil, there's, a, there's an oil field here, but it's right under the old schoolhouse where all the little children will go. And then, like, you choose make them boil their own shoes, and they're like, it's actually not bad. And you get a little bonus, you know, <laughs> something like that. You can wear a hat on top of your hat. You can wear a hat on top of your hat. It's all I ask. <laughs> it's so simple. Well, it definitely looks better than Capitalism Plus, at least. Oh my God. What about what about Summer Sale? Did any of you play that? No. You haven't seen that one floating around? Oh I yeah, the Steam, I... the Steam Summer Sale Simulator or whatever. Yeah, it's, I think it's just called Summer Sale. Yeah, so you can not spend your money on Steam and instead pretend to spend your money in this game. <laughs> is Even, that what it is? Yeah, I thought it was like another. I thought it was another management sim where you just have where you just sold summer sales. That's just to simulate you spent you buying things on Steam so that you won't God, actually that's even worse. So yeah, that you won't just... actually buy things on Steam. It's just a joke. It's a joke game. Uh, it's, a, it's a joke game that costs actual money. Yeah, I think it's like a dollar ninety nine. That's not very funny to me. Because their argument is like, pay for this, and then you'll save a bunch of money by not buying it on Steam. Look at the box for Capitalism Plus. It looks like, <laughs> oh my god! Like, <laughs> now keep in mind the game was released in nineteen ninety five. 
So, there's lots of games released in 1995 that have more exciting boxes than this. This looks like this is really like if you just change oh, this. Oh, wow, to... that is a bad box. <laughs> it looks It's awful. basically it's Capitalism Plus is basically if um Will Wright had no sense of humor when he made like Simpsons. And you know what's funny is if you actually look at it for a while, it feels like it's really, really smart and very intelligent box. But it's actually kind of fucking stupid. There's a dollar sign, and there's a blue arrow pointing up for good, and a red arrow pointing down for bad, because you don't want your money to go down. I I don't know. This I don't, looks I'm like, not sure what your problem is, but okay. I just feel I mean, like... The box is back. The, the box is bad, but... I feel like when you're super smart, you don't need arrows pointing down to represent <laughs> bad anymore. This looks like... Do you remember when software used to come in boxes that were like the size of a cereal box? Yeah. Yep. This is, looks like if you went to like your uh, your bookstore and you found like their version of TurboTax. Yep. Where it came with like, <laughs> yep. Where it came with like four floppy disks inside. Yeah, that's exactly what this looks like. Super. Tight. I mean, it probably was. No, yeah, probably. There's a second yeah, iteration. So. There's a second iteration of the cover that pictures a very wealthy man on the phone talking to who knows who. Certainly ordering the poor to be killed. <laughs> so that's you, Be sure to be sure to pick that copy up too. Anyway, um, yeah, I feel like that's a pretty good, uh, pretty good coverage then. Um, we had the final station, but if you guys are up for it, maybe we can wait a week on it and give Michael a chance to play it, and then all all of us can. I don't know if you tried it, Jay. Um, um no, I didn't know I had a copy. Uh, we, uh, we can send it to you. I think. Um, okay. I think sure. we I'll have. I think we have something that you can play. I'll look and see. Uh, but anyway, that might be worth uh, having a longer discussion on. It's kind of a cool little game. Um. It looked kind of cool. It's the same level of quality that I just kind of expect from Tiny Build at this point, which is like not blown away, but like pretty good. Pretty good. Yeah, yeah. It's actually surprisingly fun. I think it's better than uh, Party Hard. Yes. Or Party, yeah, Party Hard. Um, All right, cool. So in that regard, it's pretty good. But yeah, it's it's an interesting little game. So we'll have to check that out and uh, talk about that a little bit more next week. Is there anything that we missed? Anything that you guys are dying to mention this week? Didn't someone play Mirror's Edge? Lucio hasn't oh. actually had had time with it yet. Ah, uh, okay. So, he has it. He'll get That's to because it. because Lucio's broken. You're broken, oh, Lucio. I did have a Back correction. Uh, I did have a correction on Overwatch. Um, someone emailed me about it, and also I realized shortly after that I'm fucking stupid. Um, last week I mentioned that sprays were like 3D in that game, and they're not. They're just flat on the wall. I was. You know, lo- you, you know what? Huh. What is 3D? What? Oh, that tracer porn you can look up. Yeah. Oh, this is true. Very true. Um, anyway, what I was actually reporting on seeing, I soon realized was because I was playing as the dwarf character and they're actually like gears that you can pick up. Um, I thought people were just like tagging the environment. <laughs> but Somebody emailed you? Yeah. Yes. We usually read the emails out loud. Uh, this one, This one was not nice, so... This well, even better is super serious. <laughs> well, even I'm better. I, that's even a better reason to read it. <laughs> All right. Yeah, uh, I feel like you owe uh, this From that one, I'm going to disparage Overwatch every chance I get. I'm sorry, guys. I'll save my hate mail uh, in a better fashion. I mean, now. We've been waiting for hate mail for like a hundred podcasts, man. Come on. 
Well, you can take this away from us. Okay, all right. Well, we'll, we'll get some more hate mail. I, I, I heard that Winston isn't actually an ape. Uh, here's what I'm going to say. Uh, in order to play as Bastion, you require a very skilled, uh, high-ability player. Uh, I think that it's something that requires a lot of talent and effort to play as. Uh, easily the most complex character in the game, 10 out of 10. Very good, Jared. <laughs> so, there you go. If that doesn't get us some hate mail, I don't know what will. I did the best I, I could. Heard that, I heard that you can still find Tracer's naughty pose in the game. Maybe. I haven't really gone looking. Um, I, I, I heard some friend of mine told me he got it from a box. It's still in there. I feel like their loot crates are kind of stingy uh, compared to, like, say, Hearthstone or something like that. Um, maybe it's just me, but they, they feel like they... I've only seen like one purple the entire game. Every everything that comes out of them's blue. But I could oh be crazy. Lord, I have really let my email go to the wayside. Yeah, I've got like four hundred messages that I need to sort through. So if you're emailing us, uh, make sure that you write "I hate you" in the subject, and then I'll make sure that we read it on the podcast. <laughs> you know, you're... it's funny because I was thinking about um, the hate mail that I got for The Witcher Three and saying it was better than Arkham Asylum. Since I went back to The Witcher recently. And, uh, or not Arkham Asylum, whichever the stupid one was that I hated. Uh, Arkham Knight. Arkham Knight. <laughs> yeah, Arkham Knight. Um, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. People, uh, I, I think they saw your review or something, and there was there was something about that. Anyway. Yeah, yeah, they, did, they didn't like that I said the investigations in Witcher 3 were better than you the mean, ones in Arkham. Which is still true. Is, still you, mean, you mean they weren't happy that you were right? <laughs> come on you bitches yep there it is there it is all right well i think that we've really taken you to the floor this week so uh feel free to write to us at contact enemy slime i don't have it you mean you don't have it i deleted it it was mean you're fucking pussy <laughs> it hurt Lucio my, makes I'm, a good point it hurt my I'm feelings gonna i'm gonna send you an email right now here do you want me to paraphrase it i can paraphrase it yeah all right it said how fucking stupid are you why are you talking about overwatch when it's obvious you've only played it for an hour which was pretty much true (laughs) i literally got it i literally got it the day of the podcast so guilty as charged sorry everybody (laughs) um and then they mentioned that the sprays were just flat on the wall they were not 3d and um that was all it said that guy sounds like a nerd. <laughs> <laughs> I've played a lot more Overwatch now. I'm happy to tell you whatever and be relatively confident about being right. Uh, that's why I say that Bastion's a highly skilled player. So is Roadhog. And McCree is uh, balanced, the most balanced player in the game. Uh, there you go. I haven't, I haven't played Overwatch, but I'm going to tell you that I'm going to be right anyway. About what? Are you sending me an email? Is that really... I just sent you a hate mail. Okay, let's read Lucio's hate mail. <laughs> we finally got what a hate weird. Mail. Okay, I think, I think Tracer has a pretty fine booty. It just says, "You fucking pussy, I hate you." <laughs> <laughs> oh, thanks, Lucio. You're welcome. That hurts. All right. <laughs> Well, we'll be back next week. We'll talk about the final station, and uh, we'll talk a little bit about Mirror's Edge, hopefully. And uh, I, I'm glad I could add some very healthy debate to this podcast. Yeah, I assume Jay will be back next time, so that's perfect. So, 
All is right. Balance is restored in the world. Uh, go follow us on Facebook and Twitter. We're at The Enemy Slime on both of those services. And I think with that, we are good to go. You have a good evening.